this nice recording studio that we record in every week and bring you the flagship podcast of the Proven Gamer. Damn right it's the flagship. Damn right. Like a black flag. Tired of these motherfuckers trying to say that they're the flagship. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 427. I'm your host, Jake Vick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. He's Alex. Man, with the goings on this weekend, I'm surprised I'm not recording alone. You guys skip WrestleMania to record with me. Well, I'm not skipping WrestleMania. I have it on to the TV to my left. I mean, I guess having the sound muted doesn't really matter because there's not a crowd there to watch. <laughs> he brings the awesome. It's I yield to no one. You know, I was going to go to a buddy's house and watch it, but since it since they decided to split it into two nights, he's like, well, I'm not having people over. Then I got to thinking, well, you know, if you don't have the pop, the crowd reaction, it kind of takes away from it. And I will say, because I did watch it, uh, night one, I will say there is something off about, like, the hype of WrestleMania this year, because, like, the crowd is a big part of it. And I even remarked, I said, my, my biggest regret about what's going on is that tomorrow we're not going to get the Raw after Mania, which is always a fan favorite. Well, yeah, because they always have surprise returns or people debuting on the show. I don't know. WrestleMania is all about the pomp and circumstance. You look back to stuff like, you know, it may not be the one of the favorite WrestleManias. In fact, it may be dubbed one of the worst WrestleManias. But the feeling and the atmosphere of WrestleMania 9 is still one of my favorite atmospheres of any WrestleMania. You go back to WrestleMania X7, like all the ones in the 20s, like these big scaffolding entrances, the crowd is hyped. It just there's something missing, and I didn't even really care to watch it, even if I could. Well, I gotta say, I, I, I guess going in with low expectations, this WrestleMania so far has been good. Now I'm, we're literally in the first match of night two right now, which is uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Uh, so I'm watching that as it happens. Um, but I have to say, last night the Boneyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles, Undertaker's best match in 15 years. And it wasn't even a wrestling match. So if you have the WWE Network, go check it out because it was it's definitely well worth it. Uh so with that being said, let's go into updated trophy counts. I finally synced my uh my third PlayStation, so my trophies are accurate now. I am level fifty five, total trophies of thirteen thousand twenty six with a plat count of two hundred and forty. You're always talking about this second, this third, this fourth PlayStation. Well, we all know I have seven PlayStation fours in my house. That is disgusting. I, I I think I think he's going for ten fives. Um, as of right now, I only have three active PlayStations in my house: one in my studio, one in my living room, and then I have the PlayStation that was in my work case, which is the one that was offline that I finally synced. Uh so which I made a mistake is back back when I announced that I had the. The PlayStation Offline, I said I had three Platinums. I was wrong. I only had two. <gasps> How dare you? You're one off. But I corrected myself. Alex, your trophy, sir. I'm trying to keep my streak going and paying attention and reading my own trophies. So 
Level 31, total trophy count of 6,926 with a platinum count of 103 in 102 games. And that platinum count and trophy count is probably going to stay the same for a while because, well, news that's coming up probably on the show. Yep, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you might as well just write, get like a sticky note and just place it right on the, the laptop because it's not going to change. Yield? Yo! What, no no, no, no banner? You just yield. Okay. He knows you were fishing for it, and he wasn't going to give you the satisfaction. Exactly. Well, no, no no banter with me. No nothing. No, I, you know, I'd, I'd have taken, hey, how's it going? But nothing. Anyway, okay. So a level 28, trophy count of 6063, and a platinum count of 96. And Sid is level 40, total trophies of... 9,597 with 171 Platinums. So, uh, let's get into what we're playing. And uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of going to allude to uh, our topic of the week this week. Because I have to explain it to you guys. Because I'm pretty sure you guys don't know everything that went on with, uh, with what the topic of the week is. Uh, I have been playing Division 2 and Rock Band 4. That's it. Alex? Well, I guess I finally put a bow on Crash Team Racing this weekend when I bought everything that they had pretty much released from the latest content patch uh, in the follow-up to the, the Gosmaxia Grand Prix. Um, so yeah, I've got the Platinum. I've kind of gotten all... I've beaten all the time trials I want to beat. Uh, there's some stickers left to get, but they're way too expensive, so I'm really not going to go for those right now. So yeah, I'm kind of in the at the point where I'm probably going to go back and play some Switch games. Oh, you can go back and play Spider-Man. No, I'll save my money and wait for the game that's, you know, no longer coming out in May. Stop saying that! Are you are you saying that because you don't want to ruin, like, the surprise later? Which, by the way, everyone who listens to this show probably already knows. But, or... Or is it just, like, more salt in the wound, Tricky, that you're 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 just so upset and it just reminds me how... It reminds you of how upset you are about uh, a certain game getting delayed. Oh, I'm very, very... It's salt in the wound. Like, uh, like we last time we got a we got a within a month of it releasing, then it was delayed. We got to, again within a month of it releasing, gets delayed, and then we don't even have a time. Ah, <sighs> yield. Yeah. What have you been playing, sir? So I've been playing some World of Warship Legends. Been playing some Borderlands, the free sequel. I uh, was finishing up a level in Extinction. That's why I didn't get here right at seven. And I platinum Psychonauts. Congratulations. Thank well, you. Did my tip help you? No. <laughs> you do realize I just Googled that and copy and pasted it. No, that's fine, because I had already read that, as you as I told you in the, in my Facebook post, that I had already read that, and I had tried it, and it wasn't working. So I, I straight up did it legit, just over and over again. I spent all day Friday, or all afternoon and into evening Friday, getting level four and level five. So, and then, so I, 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 I got the, I love punching trophy. Awesome. Okay. So now I'm going to go back and I'm going to get all my figments and cobwebs and bolts before I, you know, turn in Mr. Pokeloaf. So I'm sitting there and I'm going back through the mines. Okay. I've got that one cleared, but we'll walk in and, and come back out. That way I'll get credit for revisiting all the mines. So I'm doing that. And I walked into one of the mines. And the game did its 
you know how sometimes the system throws up a oh there was an error and you just shuts the game off and says there was an error can you report it or not report it oh yeah so it did that to me so i'm like okay report it yada yada turn the game back on oh your save file is corrupted i'm like you sob because then i'd have to go back through the i love punching again i'm like you better not be so i hit okay and they're like we will rebuild it we'll see if we can rebuild it so okay and it gets done and the game loads back up and i'm perfectly fine but there was a brief time of about a couple of minutes where i'm like you dog gonna hurt somebody well you could have just downloaded your save from the cloud well yeah i I mean i would have gone to that but oh man i was i was a little paranoid and ready to hurt somebody because god what did we ever do without cloud saving uh, make sure our batteries were charged in our S- NES games. We, uh, I'll tell you what we did. We lost our Vanquish save file. That's what we did. Or just me. I, I just did that. Speaking of Vanquish, uh, that's going to be my first negative one in the backlog beatdown because I am getting that platinum. Yeah, I heard it's much easier now. I did not hear that. Are you just, are you trolling? Someone, I think it's somebody in the Facebook group, I'll have to go back and try to look for it, but they said that they changed the, uh, the difficulty or they made it easier to get to the tactical challenges. Oh! Uh, you're going to have to find that because I have not seen that anywhere. And if it's true, then it's true, then our bet's off. Because then I'm not beating it on the PS3. Alright, so let's Because he's scared, our... folks. You heard it. He's scared. Whatever happened to Joe Danger? I haven't even tried. Oh wow, you talked a big you talked a big old game when it came to Joe Danger, but here we are, you're just a, a big old coward. I, I, no, I forgot all about it. I will get I will do Joe Danger. I thought it was Joe Danger do. One or two. One or do? Okay. Uh okay, so as is customary on our first show of the month, we talk about what's coming to the PlayStation Plus. Uh the two games coming to PlayStation Plus for April are Uncharted 4 Thieves End and Dirt Rally 2.0. Obviously, we don't need to tell you what Uncharted 4 is. Uh, has anybody played any of the Dirt Rally games? You mean The Last of Us 1.5? Anyway, I had to say that. Going back, did anybody play Dirt Rally 2.0? No, so I'll have to look at it. I, I, I don't mind racing games, so I'll have to take a look at like the trailer for it and... and... See if it would be worth playing. For context, IGN gave Dirt Rally an 8.5 out of 10. Well, it's not bad. All right, Alex. Your thoughts on... On, uh, on the PlayStation Plus games? Um, Uncharted 4 is a great game. So if you haven't played it yet, you're holding out. Enjoy that. I mean... um. I think we all knew it was coming to PlayStation Plus at some point. I, I actually thought it had already been been on there. I'm surprised it took them this long to put it on there because it's been out for a while. But uh, yeah, you all will surely enjoy that game. Uh, we actually watched a movie last night. Speaking, sorry, Yield mentioned The Last of Us, so I, I, I kind of got off in this tangent in my head. Uh, has anyone ever seen on Netflix, uh, the movie's from 2016. Uh, it's, it's based on a book called Girl with All the Gifts. No. Well, it's set in the zombie apocalypse. But the zombie apocalypse, like, people become zombified basically because of spores, like fungal spores. And also, like, the uh, the people who are essentially, like, the zombified, they call them the, the hungries, 
Uh, they stay in stasis unless they have something to chase or attack. Uh, the movie itself really reminded me a lot of The Last of Us. Now, the book came in two, that was published in 2014, and then The Last of Us was put out in 2013. So I was like, man, uh, this is eerily close to The Last of Us. And there are actually people who post online about this. Uh, you know, I'm not saying there was any kind of like, you know, theft of uh, IP there or anything like that or any kind of plagiarism. But it's just the two stories are eerily similar. And I was thinking while watching it, well, why do we need a Last of Us movie or TV show when we have this already? Not the same characters, but it was just eerily similar to The Last of Us. So it's it's on Netflix. If you, uh, it's a it's a you know pretty good movie. So you know if you've got some time, go ahead and watch it and see if you can notice the similarities too. All right, and uh, you could also watch Tiger King because that show is batshit crazy. Well, I figure everyone in America has already watched that, like because you you watched Tiger King. Yeah, we finished Tiger King like a week ago or, so, or more than a week ago because as soon as it came on, like Ashley knew about it, and as soon as it came on, she's like, "We need to watch this." And we probably burned through it in like three nights, I think. And then, of course, like I'm still going to work. So anyone who hadn't watched it at work, I was like, you need to watch this. So I've kind of been getting people on that uh, that minecart. Oh, you haven't finished it because there's another episode coming. Well, I thought there was another there was talk of another season. I don't know. Uh, what's his face? The the douchebag that stole the zoo? Uh, Jeff. What the hell his name is? Jeff. He uh, put out a post saying there's one more episode coming next week. Yield, have you watched Tiger King? No. You need to watch Tiger King. I don't know. Oh, you do. Uh, in a late-breaking, and I say late-breaking because I saw this news story late, so I have not read this article, Mafia 2 Definitive Edition and Saints Row the Third Remastered have been outed by the ratings boards. Uh... According to this article, Saints Row the Third Remastered for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC has a- appeared on GameFi's website with a May 7th, 2020 release date. And uh, Mafia 2 does not have a release date, but it has also appeared on uh, various websites. So we're going to get in these two games remastered. You know, I that release date can't be right, because you would think by now somebody would say something about it. We're almost a month from release date. I mean, I would normally say that this seems like a really bad time to release these, because it's so late in the PlayStation 4's life. And with some of the big releases, the final fireworks for the PlayStation 4, you know, which had been originally planned to come out in, you know, in May and summer, I would have thought this with no fanfare for these or like any kind of like advertising or like marketing build up for these. I'd be like, you're sending these out to die um, if they are actually coming out. Like, I just think that normally this would be a really bad time to release these so close to the release of a new console where people were, you know, going to maybe buy a few more PlayStation 4 games, namely The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, uh, and these would get left in the dark. But considering, and we can just go ahead and say it, The Last of Us has been delayed. Um, with the last being delayed until who knows when. Um, yeah, we finally pulled the tri- the, the bandaid off tricky. But with the last being delayed and us not knowing when it's coming out, like maybe it actually is a really good time to release Saints Row the Third and Mafia Two Remastered. Uh, people will be looking for something to play because, as far as I know, like Animal Crossing is the latest big release. Uh, there's DLC for Pokemon coming out for Pokemon Sword and Shield coming out in the summer. I don't really know what big releases are coming in between then. Like, I think everyone was kind of waiting on The Last of Us, and maybe this is the thing now. Uh, maybe this actually benefits from The Last of Us being delayed. Or, and this is just speculation, uh, we know 
our last week's uh, guest, Jeff Hanna, uh, he works for Volition. We know that they are working on a new Saints Row game. We don't have any details. Maybe Saints Row the Third Remastered is going to tie into some formal announcement for the new Saints Row game. But does Volition have anything to do with these? I don't know. Or, or at I'm... least Saints Row the Third, because they wouldn't have anything to do with Mafia. Right. Now, I, I honestly, I don't know. I'm, I was, I'm just speculating. Because um, we this isn't confirmed. So we do, We have no idea who's publishing it. I mean, we have an idea, probably. It's going to be, if it's Saints Row, it's probably going to be THQ Nordic. Um, but we don't know who developed this. This might be a, a, a Blue Point game. This might be, you know, whatever. I'm just speculating that maybe this is to tie into an official announcement for the new Saints Row game. I mean, it could be, or to drum up support for that. Uh, I mean, you see, like, uh, PlayStation Plus uh, on the PlayStation Network, Sony will often release a game, you know, that is in the series, but a predecessor to a game that's about to follow. So uh, a sequel, they'll release a predecessor before the sequel just to drum up excitement for the sequel. Uh, Before Horizon Zero Dawn 2 comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Horizon Zero Dawn on PlayStation Plus for free. So, you know, this, I mean, it would make sense. But, But generally, like, just kind of like getting these released like um, so soon, you know, with a month from now, you know, given the fact that we originally thought that The Last of Us was coming out like next month, to plan that release for early May, that seemed like, especially towards the end of a console when people were like thinking about maybe saving up for a five and maybe doling out money for a few games here and there, it seems like a really bad time to release the game. It's hard to say, really. I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I yield bail me out of here. Why why I gather my thoughts? What what's your opinions? Oh <laughs> I could see it being a tie in to a new Saint Row game. Here's the remastered. Oh, by the way, we're working on four or five. But like I was saying, the Mafia game was it Mafia? That's one of them. Saints Mafia Two and a remastered version of Saints Row the Third. So remastered versions of both. Oh, they first appeared May twenty seventh. So it says they. So the first title, no, the first title. So it was Mafia Two. Like I was saying, Mafia Two, you know, hinted at May a May twenty twenty really May seventh twenty twenty release date from GameFly's website. You'd think no, you'd that- hurt. Saints Row is the one for that. Saints Row, sorry. You'd have thought you'd have heard something by now. You, you wouldn't wait till you got within a month of it and then go, oh, by the way, here it comes. I could see a couple, three months. Well, so, to, to be fair, they uh, Activision just did Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, announced it, and released it the same day. Oh, did they? Yes. And they also did the same thing with their new Warzone Battle Royale. Yeah. I, I I mean I guess it's possible, but I don't know. I I I I just think it's kind of like Alex was saying, late in the cycle to do to do that. That would be something maybe you would do for the five. Yeah, and like to be honest, if indeed there, I mean, you said there's a Santoro game they're working on Volition. If it's coming out for the four. To follow this, that's a really bad decision because it's towards the end. I mean, 
yes, there will people still be to buy, still be there to buy the game because not everyone's going to get a five at launch. But I would think that's a game that they're getting ready to launch for the five. Well, anybody that buys the five could also play it on play it because the the five will be backwards compatible. Not potent- not at launch though. Wait, I mean, like what a hundred games they said. No, no, no. Okay, let's clarify that because I I see a lot of people talk about that. Not with everything. No. PlayStation 5 is going to be backwards compatible with every title, well, mostly every title at launch. When they talked about the 100 games, they talked about the 100 most played games. They're going to be optimizing for the PlayStation 5. Upscale the graphics, better sound, all that stuff. But every PlayStation 4 game, and I'm saying this with quotations because I mean mostly... Every PlayStation 4 game is going to be backwards compatible. They're just choosing these hundred to optimize for launch, and then eventually all of them will be optimized. Yeah, but is that that like that may not be Saints Row, the next Saints Row game, which will be the fifth one, I believe, if it does come out for the four. Well, you would have to assume that any game that's coming out for the PlayStation 4 after the PlayStation 5 launch, you have to you have to say that they're probably going to be optimized. Or there's going to be some sentence in the way to be optimized. But then again, if it's backwards compatible, then there's really no reason to sell... Oh, no. I take that back. Yeah. That, okay, forget what I was about to say. Because I was about to say, there's no reason to make a PlayStation 4 version of the game anymore. Because everybody's just going to play it on the 5, but then... What about the people that don't buy the PlayStation 5? Well, I mean, here's here's one thing. Like, Jeff said that they had a PlayStation 4 dev kit in, in-house, in and they, he said that you could only get one or the other. I'm assuming he was talking about a PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation 5. You can't have both. You can have one or the other. So that, no, no, would, he, that would be... Would he, what? What? Hold on. What he meant by that was they have a PlayStation 5 dev kit, but each developer, in individual, like Jeff and himself... Jeff could either get the Xbox dev kit or the PlayStation 5 dev kit. He couldn't get both of those dev kits. Okay, well, if they have a PlayStation 5 dev kit, then the, clearly the next Saints Row game is on the 5. That it, Well, you would assume so. But, again, there's no official announcement other than we know they're working on a Saints Row game. That's all we know. We don't know who's in it, what it's about, nothing. All we know is they are working on the next Saints Row game. All right, let's move on here, get to the sad news. Uh, Iron Man VR, which was uh, supposed to be uh, released on May 14th, along with The Last of Us 2, which was supposed to come out May 29th, have been officially been delayed indefinitely. Now, here is my gripe with this. Uh, Also, before I get into my gripe, it's also been noticed... uh, it's also worth noting that Ghost of Tsushima, which is slated for a June 26th release date, is still on pace to release on that date. Um, my gripe with this was Naughty Dog's uh, official statement, which I'm trying to bring up right now. Uh, shortly after the announcement, uh, Naughty Dog released this statement. As you've likely seen, the the release of The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. We're sure this news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us. We want to reach out to you in our community to give you a little bit more information. 
The good news is we're nearly done with development of The Last of Us Part 2. We are in the midst of fixing our final bugs. However, even with us finishing the game, we are faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part 2 around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such time where we can solve the logistic issues. We're bummed about this decision, but ultimately understood it's what's best and fair to all of our players. We're hoping this won't be a long delay and we'll update you as soon as we have new information to share. We wish you all, your families, and your friends the best of health. Thank you for being amazing fans and your continued support. Stay safe, Naughty Dog. So, shit, release that thing while people are in their house and and quarantine and looking for something to play. Look at how much they did for Animal Crossing. I listen. I I unless I'm reading this wrong, this says, "Hey, we're done with the game. We're just fixing a few things, but because we can't physically ship it to people." And get it to everybody at the same time. We're delaying the launch of this. Is that not what yield? Is that not what that says? That's what it sounds like. It says. So my question is, like Alex alluded to, why the fuck don't you just send this out? And then if it gets to people late, I'm sorry, sucks for them, but there are people waiting on this game. You're done with the game. Release it. So does that mean Sony's not going to try to lock down any more exclusive, time-exclusive content on their console, like, say, for Call of Duty, because it won't get to every every game player at the same time? I, it, this this just makes no sense to me. Because, okay, now, granted, there is a different audience. You got, you, you're going to have the people that want, want the game physically. I get that. There's people that want this game digitally. And there's not one problem with you putting it up on the PlayStation Store on time for release. I mean... Well, you're right. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you've said. I, I, I t- Listen, I understand this whole situation with the coronavirus, it sucks. And I'm not trying to say anything mean about anybody in particular. But if your shit is done, release it. Now... What I will say on the flip side of this, because you know I like to play devil's advocate here, there is a rumor going around that the real reason Sony's delaying this game is because of the subject material that's going on in the real world. We're all people people are dying from a mysterious illness. And obviously, you know, The Last of Us, it deals with the you know, the spores and everything and the vi- and a major virus. Uh, now you'll, I, I know you groaned a little bit with this, but this is not unheard of because if you guys remember correctly, Motor Storm Apocalypse was delayed because of the big earthquake that happened around their release time. Because of the tsunami. Yeah. And I groaned then. I mean, I, I, I mean, I get it, but. So, like I said, the flip side of this is that's why they're saying they actually really delayed it. Because I honestly, in the back, it's truly, people, you delayed this game once, people are highly anticipating this game, and there's no point, if you're done with the game, not to release it. You, you're still a month and a half away. Like I said, PlayStation 5 launch title. <sighs> I, I, it, like, I... I I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating my anger right now because obviously, you know, I understand everything, 
But this is just frustrating. You know, like Alex said, people are home and they're locked in their house. People are home and locked in their houses and, you know, give them something to do. You'll, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I know you want your games physically, but if it came down to it, would you rather them delay the game so you can get your physical copy or just release it on time and you'd buy it digitally? Or you would just wait until you could get it. Basically. I'd just wait until I could get it di- physically. I mean, I think that's... I mean, you can release it digitally, and if I want it bad enough, I'll buy it digitally. Otherwise, I'll just wait. I was planning on waiting anyway. I don't know. I mean, I got the I got the collector's edition pre-ordered. Which one? There's like several. The Ellie edition. Oh, the one with the backpack. Yes. So I, you know, I was getting it physically anyway. But you know me, on release date, I was buying it digitally. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, before we get into our topic, we can talk about how uh, Ubisoft has screwed up. Let's talk about something good Ubisoft has done. Uh, owners of Ghost Recon Breakpoint can invite their friends to play co-op with them for free as part of a as a new friend pass promotion for the game. The news was revealed in a blog post from Ubisoft, which went into further detail about the, sch- the scheme and revealed that the game will also be receiving a free trial. Quote, if you purchase any edition of the game, the Friend Pass allows you to invite up to three friends at a time who don't own the game to join your session and play co-op with you for free. There is no time limit on the, the play. Breakpoint's Friend Pass will be available to those who own the game on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, with the promotion running until the 16th of June. Prospective players who don't own Ghost Recon Breakpoint will need PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold to play with the host, as well as the trial version of the game, which is available for now on all the stores. The trial entitles players up to six hours of playtime, but won't take down, won't tick down if you're playing co-op and utilizing the friend pass system. Oh, so you could you could legitimately play the entire game. Correct. As long as you're playing a co-op with somebody that owns the game. The trial allows you to play six hours of, of solo. Okay? Alright. So, what do you guys think about that? I mean, is this a good move by Ubisoft? Or is, and I hate to say it like this, is this their way of try, trying to save face with the game? That launched so broken. Well, uh, I was talking with my cousin oh, a week or so ago, and he has Breakpoint. And I, I specifically asked him, how was the game? And he's like, oh, I absolutely love it. And I'm like, oh, so it's gotten better since it launched? And he had no idea that it was so broken. Because I'm like, no, I heard this game was absolute, you know, it was garbage when it launched. And he's like, I, I don't know. He goes, I just picked it up recently, and I really like it. So... I, if you look at it from his perspective, I, you know, it's cool because you could play, you could have a friend co-op with you or whatever. Um, the six hours for free, you could look at it as it's a way to try to get fans who, who love the wildlands, but, you know, the start of the initial launch of Breakpoint was devastating for them. I mean, this seems to be a very um, I mean, generous move by Ubisoft to let people play together and not, you know, let people play the trial and then let not let the time on that trial tick down as long as you're playing with somebody else. I mean, 
it's a good move by them. It's 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 beneficial for people who play the game, who enjoy the game. I think now people are yes, some people are still working, but there are a lot of people who are bored at home and, and looking for things to do. And I I definitely think that you know them putting this out there potentially people getting so far in the game they don't feel like they need to buy it. I don't know. Like I don't I don't see it's more beneficial for us than it is for Ubisoft. So I I think it's a good move for Ubisoft. Um, financially, I mean, at this point, is anyone going to go out and buy the game? Probably not. Uh, so if you're just throwing it out there so people can enjoy it, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's good for us. So, you know, Hey, I'm all for it. And also, uh, tricky alluding to our topic of the week and, and Ubisoft doing something, um, uh, not good for gamers. I don't know. We'll have to see because I, I don't necessarily know if, uh, banning people for exploiting glitches is necessarily the worst thing in the world. Okay, so with the, what what happened with the division is they launched their new expansion, The Warlords of New York. Upon launching that, obviously it introduced new game mechanics, new things, and one of the things that was found out by uh some very popular YouTubers was a uh damage glitch. I'm not going to go into how to do the damage glitch cuz I don't support it. Um I will, you know, Full full uh, disclosure, I did use the damage glitch. I'm not going to lie. Um, but what, what wound up happening is the damage glitch came out on the PC first. They, somebody made a video of it. Uh, Massive, uh, who is the developer for the game, went in and patched it. But upon patching it, they actually didn't fix it. And it then opened it up to console players. And through various things, they kept trying to patch it, and it kept getting worse and worse and worse. It went from being on PC only to be on consoles to uh, once you once they patched it for the third time, an unintent they didn't actually fix it, and one of the unintended features was now you could stack talents on your guns. So instead of being only one talent on the gun, you had fourteen talents on a gun. And it was doing five billion dollars a uh, five million damage a uh, a bullet. Wow, five million a bullet—that's Borderlands top or Borderlands game gunplay there. So, um, with all that being said, I mean, obviously, it gets terms of service. It's an exploit in the game, but there's so many other layers to it because there are people that. There are other glitches in the game, which was the boss glitch, in which uh, you could use the damage glitch, go find an open-world boss that you could only find this one exotic weapon with, basically kill the boss, get a spawn, and then using a shotgun called the Sweet Dreams, shoot the dead body, the boss would come back to life, you kill it again, and just keep repeating that process until your exotic dropped. There was also a uh, XP glitch in which if you went to the um, shooting range, you play the first round, you fail the second round. You go again, you do the first round, the second round, you fail the third round. You go in again, you complete all the rounds, and it was giving you much more uh, XP than intended. It was only supposed to give you, I I don't know the exact numbers, but just you know, hypothetical Legit wise, it's only over, ever supposed to give you one hundred twenty three thousand XP. By doing this exploit, people were getting uh, 
370, 400,000 XP, which is basically one shade level. So, with the shade levels, every time you level up, you get to increase a stat on one of your weapons, whether it be weapon damage, headshot damage, explosive resistance, your shield, whatnot. So, basically, at shield level 1,000, you had 10% on all your stats over everybody else, and there were people exploiting this glitch. So, on April 1st, ironically, April Fool's Day, a lot of people went to log on to the division and found out that their accounts were banned. And the reason they were given was because people were exploiting the damage glitch. The first glitch I told you about. But people that exploited the boss glitch and the XP glitch were not banned. There was also popular YouTubers that on stream used the damage glitch and were not banned. There are people that got banned that say they never used the damage glitch, that they just happened to random matchmake into a party of somebody using the damage glitch, and because their session was found to be using the damage glitch, they were banned. And from what a lot of people are saying is that, because everybody got a seven-day ban. It's not a permanent ban. It's a seven-day suspension, basically. But But the biggest crutch of the whole thing is... They announced that everybody that was banned is also going to have their accounts rolled back to a March 17th saves point. So everything that you've done from March 17th on is going to be a race. So there's people that that are claiming, and I'm, and I'm using quotation marks, people that are claiming that they never used a glitch, got banned, that legit farmed their exotics and stuff like that. They're all going to lose that, all that stuff. And everybody I'm talking to, uh, they, they're not pissed about being banned for the seven days. They're more pissed about the rollback. And the reason they're pissed off is because there's some people, and myself included, not that this justifies, that did the damage glitch because the developers admitted they made the NPCs in the game way too strong. So people were using the damage damage glitch to compensate for the fact that they were getting killed very easily by NPCs and making it more of a fair fight. Now there are people that obviously went way too extreme with it. Five million, you know, points of bullet is way too extreme because you were basically one shotting bosses that were supposed to, you know, take a while to kill. But like I said, this is something that massive fucked up with their thing and the question that I pose to you guys is knowing all of this information and obviously there's some parts of them leaving out knowing all this information was it right for Massive or any developer in any case to ban people for 7 days for exploiting a glitch that they have failed repeatedly to fix so it always sucks when people innocent people are like collateral damage and they get caught in the crossfire uh, I mean, you see it in, like, Pokemon Go. People will t- post all the time on Reddit and, and try to talk to people in their local communities about how they got banned for no reason. And there have been people mistakenly banned in Pokemon Go. And I imagine this happens, in, you know, in every community. So it always sucks when it happens. Um, as far as using glitches against, like, computers and stuff, I don't really care if people use glitches against um, the computer, the AI. Um, you know, if 
if you say you're playing co-op and you know you're playing with somebody who's using the glitch and use it just to murder the boss in one shot and you're like well that's this is not even fun because i didn't even get a chance to fight the boss or there wasn't even a challenge that i wanted because we beat it so fucking easily like i can see how that could rankle some people but really what what matters to me is if you use it in like online play against other people if you're using those advantages against other people in online play and ruining their experience you know there were uh, during crash team racing people would find exploits in the track and ways to do shortcuts where they shouldn't be able to do shortcuts that were later patched but people could also use that in online play which is shitty and that's if you use it against the ai i don't really care but if you use it against other people in pvp to gain an advantage and you ruin other people's experiences i i think you deserve to be banned even if even if the exploit was introduced by the developer and you still use it i think you deserve to be banned if if you are using I, it in a pvp situation yeah and i that we'll see that was one of the parts i was leaving out is when i use the ban now grant or excuse me when i use the the uh the damage glitch um i only ever used it in pve i never played it pvp because i felt like that was just unfair also i felt like as much as I was boosting up my weapons, there was people out there that were boosting up more weapons, and why am I going to go into the dark zone just to get murdered? Well, I, like, well, as an example, like I, I used Crash Team Racing, like I used a glitch in the in- Engine Labs track to beat the In Trophy uh, time trial, his time trial time, um, and I later went back and when I did the Oxide time trial, I did it legit, so I beat Oxide legit, and Oxide's harder than In Trophy, so I could have done it anyway. But there was, in a, for a time, a glitch in the in the engine labs track where you could skip half the track or more and go towards the end of the track and just literally finish the track in under, like, two minutes. Um, really easily. I used it against the AI. I never used it online. Because that's shitty. Yeah, uh, okay. So, like I said, I... Now, to be... Uh, to oh, Again, total transparency, I was not banned. Which a lot of my friends were uh, upset with because one of the aspects of this ban was that they felt like regular people were getting banned, but popular YouTubers and influencers, and not that I'm bragging, but I'm considered an influencer, um, we, we were not banned. And I've admitted I've used the glitch. There's other people that, uh, you know, saying I never used the glitch, even though they're on live stream using the glitch. Um, but... Like I said, that that's what more, Ubisoft's and Mass's uh, explanation was was it in, unfairly impacted the game for others. That's a quote from what they said. Now, unless you're going into PvP like Alex was referencing and going to the Dark Zone or going into Conflict, which is the PvP mode, you're not influencing anybody else's game. You're only influencing your game. And I think, and I don't want to speak for Yield, but I think the three of us have always stated that when it comes to glitches and codes and stuff like that, we don't have a problem with it if it's in the single player part of it. Once you start at, once you start affecting the multiplayer part, that's where our problems with glitches and hacks and stuff like that come into play. Yield, is that fair to say as far as you feel? No, you're right. Um, a- anything built into the game that that wasn't somebody modded into the game. Is it's fair game in single player, you know, you, it, and it's up to you to determine whether you feel, you know, oh, I cheated myself or whatever. But you like you guys have said, you're not hurting anybody else's experience. Now, when you go into online play, whether PvP, racing somebody else, whatever, 
and you start using glitches to get an unfair advantage, then yes, that you should be banned for that. Because, yeah, you could sit back and go, well, it's on the internet, anybody could do it. Some people just don't want to go through all that hassle. So, therefore, you are ruining someone else's experience because of a glitch. And they've admitted that they've tried to fix it. It just keeps getting worse the more they mess with it. So, that's where I stand on it. You want to use it for single player and blow through the game in an hour? Knock yourself out. You want to take it online to have an unfair advantage? No. That's why well, I have the division. And I have never once stepped into the dark zone, nor do I plan on it. Well, I take that back. I might if I decide I want to try to go for the platinum, but which I can get for you real easily. <laughs> well, that we, we, that might come to that, but uh, but I mean, there's other aspects of the game that are broken. Uh, there's a a thing called the revive hive in Division Two, where if you die, this hive falls off your lap and picks you up back up. You don't need a teammate to pick you up. Um. But there's a glitch in the game that if you go down and your revive hive uh, goes down to pick you up and the enemies or an explosion or something destroys your hive before it actually picks you up fully, you can I, I can't walk over to your body and pick you up because it blocks me. The only way to pick you up was to actually throw down another hive to pick you up. And that's very frustrating because when you're playing in legendary and heroic modes, which are the two hardest modes on the game, you can't just stop, you know, go into your menu, change your skill to the Revive Hive to throw it and, you know, be picked up and all this other stuff. So there's so much more, like, things that get fixed. There's a uh, a build glitch in the PvP mode, which is basically uh, I can go into the Dark Zone, tag you yield. Yeah. Just Just tag you. You never even see me. I go onto the complete opposite side of the map, kill an NPC, and you get damaged. Really? Sounds and it sounds like their game is they got some serious issues. Right. So another major aspect of this is how are you know how is massive and Ubisoft banning people for this what they're calling an exploit? When there's serious other problems with the game and people, I'm not going to say everybody, but me and my friends, I can say at least for myself, I use it to even the odds with the NPCs. I never used it to kill somebody else uh, player-wise. Like, And I don't know why I didn't get banned and everybody else got banned. Literally, I'd say 90% of the people I play with all got banned. Really? And there, And there's people that are saying that you know, we don't know about the numbers, like the official numbers, but there are rumors that up to 50% of the player base got banned. Massive says it's nowhere close to that number, and I'm hearing the number closer was actually 20 to 30% of the population of the game got banned. That could seriously hurt it when the seven days is up. Right, which a lot of people were saying that they're never going back. And like I said, most people that cheated, because it is a cheat, don't get, I, like, let's not get it twisted. Most people that twist uh, cheated are okay with the seven day ban. Hey, we cheated, we got caught, we got to serve our, 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 you know, our sentence. They're more pissed about the rollback because there are people that legitimately farmed 
for stuff without the glitch that is now going to be taken away from them. Now, see, now if that happened to me, yeah, I would be 10 shades ticked. But uh, I was talking about the shade levels. There's somebody that said they didn't exploit the game. Now, you'll just to give you an example, okay? Okay. And this is no lie. I've played the game for 32 days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I I I believe it. I, I I see that. What's what you've been playing? Okay. I'm shade level one eighty nine. With the amount of time that I play the game, I'm at shade level one eighty nine. There is a popular YouTuber, which I'm not going to mention, who claims they never used the damage glitch and never used the XP glitch, who is now shade level fifteen hundred. That would be all they would have to. I don't know. You'd have to figure it up. If that's all they do, twenty four seven. But is that on. is that is that possible? No, it's not possible. And I'm going to tell you why. All right. Because if you if you go on to the there's a website called Tracker that keeps track of things. Yeah. It also keeps track of how long you played in actually played the game. Okay. This same popular YouTuber has only played Division Two for nine days. And is at level fifteen hundred and swears he's never cheated. Correct. Ah, I call shenanigans. That's what we're saying, and and again, that's what's pissing off the community. It's it's not so much the ban; it's the the way the ban was selected. Like people were getting banned for the damage glitch, but we're not getting banned for the boss glitch and the XP glitch. People that obviously were cheating didn't get banned. There's people that uh or claimed they weren't cheating. That got banned. And like I said, all the people that I know that use the glitch, myself included, not pissed about the seven-day ban. They're more pissed about their legit stuff being rolled back to the 17th. Because not only did they fix the glitch, or and I'm using that quotation marks, three times, but they waited four days after their final fitch, where it was finally patched, to ban everybody. Stay classy, Ubisoft. So that's why I brought up the question. It's like, do if if you're using an in-game exploit, not using third-party software, using stuff that's in the game because a, a developer failed to correct this mistake, is that a bannable offense? You, uh, I'm sorry, Alex. I, I know you saved your piece, but just a staple on the answer. Is that a bannable offense if you're using an exploit that the developer failed to fix in the game? I mean, like I said, if you use it in PvP or you use it to hurt other people's experiences in multiplayer matches, then yeah. Now, I think they also have to take into consideration how much of their community is using it. And if it was like 50% of their community, maybe be like, okay, we'll ban you for the seven days, but we're not going to roll you back. Or something like that. I don't know. Maybe if it's the majority of their community, they should consider, uh, reconsider um, you know, maybe ban people, but don't like kind of soft ban them, but don't necessarily take back their progress because, again, you know, people who may be caught in the crossfire unnecessarily or unfairly. But my stance is still if you know of a glitch and you take it into PvP and you use it to gain an unfair advantage, yes, you deserve to get banned. And if, unless they have proof that this per this account did do that, then it's kind of hard to say, okay, well, you, you can't just generalize and say, well, okay, we're just going to roll back everybody who gets banned. Well, and, and the other aspect I, I, I don't think I mentioned is they are they do a weekly state of the game every Wednesday. 
uh, where they said on you know when they explained about the bands that if you feel like you've been unfairly banned, to contact them and they will investigate your case personally, like manually. Um, but then if you go into the terms of service, they it clearly states in their terms of service that once a band has been put in place, it cannot be rolled back and has to be played out. Yeah, but that doesn't sound that doesn't mean that they can't like the safe but that doesn't include the safe file, right? Like once the band goes in place, like that seven days can run out, but can't they still um give the player their progress back? That well according to their terms of service, once it's been implemented, it cannot be taken back. But even if that even like let's just say I didn't cheat and I was banned. Their their ter- own terms of service says Okay, well, we made a mistake, but we can't fix our mistake. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, close up the show, right? Let's clean this oh, no. shit up. No, 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 no. You haven't listened to questions. Yeah, let's clean this shit up with listener questions. <laughs> All right, so let me uh, go into our questions. All right, I posted this on the Facebook group. We have some questions. The first question comes from Sid. With Resident Evil Remake out and a lot of people complaining about its short its length of time, what are your views on short games versus price? Yield, let's start with you. Uh, wow. Normally I would say if it's a shorter game it shouldn't cost $60, but you've played some... There have been some exceptions to the rules where there have been an incredibly well-written game and it played well and it looked fantastic that you absolutely had no problems paying $60 for it. So with that, and I I know it's kind of a catch-22, it's kind of up to the developer to decide on whether or not they think it's a, a fair price for the game that they're playing and the consumers will hardly ever agree with that. So I never playing a Resident Evil game, I really can't say whether or not that the $60 price point is valid for a short game. Alex? You know, it just because a game is, you know, a shorter game doesn't mean that a lot of work didn't go in there. Um, you know, people talk about Heavenly Sword all the time and how people felt like that game was too short, especially with all the hype that was built up behind that. Uh, but you got to think about all the mocap work they did and all the animation work they did and everything that went into that project. You also, I mean, um, order 1886 and the amount of work that went into that project by ready at dawn studios. Um, you know, great looking game, um, you know, good elements of storytelling, but in the end people just felt it was way too short and, you know, it, it, it was a shorter game. You know, I think we deserved a little more. Um, and there were some other issues here and there, but I don't think a game experience being shorter um, necessarily dictates that it should be like $40 as opposed to 60 Uh Some games, you know, some games will, like, they may be longer, but maybe as much attention to detail didn't go into stuff like, you know, st- mocap, which you see heavily in the Naughty Dog games, or some of the storytelling elements. There are also longer games that have bullshit padding, like collectathons or escort missions or these little side missions where you're essentially an errand boy where you're just running unfun missions just to pad everything out, or you have to go through a level except it's mirror mode or something like that. So there are ways that developers pad out games to make you feel like you've gotten a full experience out of it. So there are cases where, yes, games can be too short and maybe you feel like you didn't get your full $60 worth, but 
sometimes I don't think you can you can just put a blanket over everything and say anything below this amount of time needs to cost this much money and tier it like that. I think it's on a case by case basis. You know, a lot of the AAA games from bigger studios they cost a lot of money to make, whether you feel like it's long enough or not. It's you know it it may not be a twenty thirty hour game, but you know it still deserves the full price because it took a big team to make it. It took talented people, um, and those people and the company that published it deserve to get paid for their game. I'll give you a perfect example. We mentioned Vanquish already. I don't remember the exact length of Vanquish, but Vanquish was not a particularly long game, and I felt like it was the perfect amount of that game to have. It didn't stay too long. It didn't wear out its welcome. It was just an adrenaline fuel rush. And it felt like the right length, even if though it wasn't particularly long. Um, and I didn't hear any complaints about that game's length. It was still a sixty dollars game, and I feel like it was it was a really fun game, and it I, it deserved my sixty dollars. Like I was happy to pay sixty dollars for that game, even though it wasn't as long as like say a game like Zelda. You know, there's there's always gonna be games like Zelda, Breath of the Wild, or Skyrim that just eat up so much of your time. And there are gonna be other games where you plan for eight to ten hours, and you've got everything you want out of the story and everything you want out of the game, and you move on to something else. That's kind of what makes the world go round. Um, not everything is going to be either 20 40 or 60 bucks. And like I said, you can't tier it to where you're saying that a game that is an 8-hour experience has to cost $40, whereas something that cost 20 hours, or the last 20 hours was a bunch of bullshit padding gameplay costs 60 because, well, it just clocks in much longer. Would you rather play, would you rather play a game that has 2,000 collectible items? Like, say that like there weren't this many in the original Assassin's Creed, but the Assassin's Creed flags... Would you rather play a game like that, which had um, just a ton of bullshit collectibles and the game itself wasn't really that great, there was just a lot of padding to it, especially with some of the missions, or would you rather play a game that gets in, gets out, gives you some fun gameplay while it lasts, gives you a good story, and you may be done under 10 hours? I, I Yeah, I kind of I agree. Like Trying to put a time... Trying, trying to compare price versus time I think is wrong because it has to go with how much uh, work's been uh, put into the game. I mean uh, not to beat a dead horse but look at the division. I put so much time into that game um, but who's really to say that I did get my $60 worth or I got way more than $60 worth. You look at games like Skyrim where you know I think now you can get for what $20, $30 in certain places and it gives you hours upon hours of like it, would would the the counter argument be well Skyrim gives you a thousand hours worth of gameplay should that be a hundred twenty dollar game because it, so you can't compare time to price when it comes to video games it has to do with the quality I mean that's kind of what Alex was saying too is like how much work got put in mocap all this other stuff you know we get Ratchet and Clank games for forty dollars but nobody ever says well we got good quality content uh, Insomniac should release this for sixty dollars. So you can't you can't have that argument and like I, I I respect Sid with this question but to me price versus length of game there's there's no way to accurately compare that because what's worth sixty dollars to me may not be worth sixty dollars to you. All right, uh, next question comes from Frosty. Uh, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if the division was a good game? I uh, resent your question and tell you to go fuck yourself, Frosty. <laughs> Robert Workman, uh, this is going to take some explanation, uh, says, I didn't steal your pants again, did I? Um, and, I said, and I replied to him, I said, without context, this sounds very dirty. 
Uh, oh, I thought so you were you were replying to the Battletoads thing because you replied directly to the Battletoads question he had. Uh last Pax East, uh, Robert Workman stayed in our hotel room with us, and on the final day before he left to go get his uh, take his plane, he wound up picking up a pair of jeans off the floor, thinking they were his, and putting them in a suitcase, which is not a big deal. I lose a pair of jeans. Okay, the problem was is that there was six hundred dollars in the pocket. <laughs> that's not funny, but that's funny. So I'm running around, you know, my hotel room because he's already at the airport. I'm running around my hotel room trying to find these pants because there's six hundred dollars in these pockets, man. Like that's no, that's not chump change. Finally, I, I, I like something just dawned on me. So I sent him a text. I was like, "You didn't happen to pick up a pair of pants off the floor, did you?" He goes, yeah, I picked up my pants. I said, dude, those were my pants. He goes, are you sure? I said, do me a favor. Reach into the pocket. Do you fi- did you find $600 in the pocket? He goes, yeah. I said, dude, you're wearing my pants. <laughs> so, yeah. So now every time I talk to him, he's like, did I steal your pants again? Uh, he says, uh, also, battle toads, thoughts? And they better be good ones. Uh, I'm going to reserve my comments because I've never been a battle toads fan. Alex, what do you think about Battletoads? I like, I really enjoy the Battletoads franchise. Granted, it's coming more of a place from growing up with Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. My stepbrother and I used to play on the Super Nintendo all the time. Co-op beat em up, very fun. Uh, now, the original Battletoads, notoriously hard, one of the hardest games ever. And, you know, the Battletoads arcade game will suck up your quarters or your tokens very quickly because it's also very hard, but uh, at the same time, very fun. So uh, I enjoy the arcade game. I enjoy Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. Of course, there was all there was Battletoads and Double Dragon. I really, you know, Xbox or Microsoft, I should say, when they first bought Rare, which was I think a good decision. Uh, but you know, some of the stuff Rare was putting out after that, people kind of looked at it and was like, "Oh man, you guys really aren't using Rare to its utmost potential." You know, coming off the N sixty four era where they had Jet Force Gemini and Goldeneye and Perfect Dark and Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie. You know, they were really hitting their strides, developers, and that's saying something, because before they had, you know, the Battletoads games, and they had done a ton of stuff, and I can't forget about Conker's Bad Fur Day either. But they were just a tremendous studio, and they kind of seemed to be just kind of, like, lifeless in Microsoft's, under Microsoft's umbrella. Like, they just weren't, like, they were kind of writhing there like a magic harp in Pokemon. They just weren't doing anything, and weren't doing anything great. Now, Microsoft is bringing back some of their old IPs, like Killer Instinct. They, uh, they you know, put Banjo because Banjo Kazooie into Super Smash Brothers, and there's talk of a new game, but maybe, um, you know, yes, they did nuts and bolts that didn't, it wasn't necessarily a hit, but you know, I think they stif- still could do some great stuff with Banjo Kazooie. Uh, but you know, as far as Battletoads go, I'm totally down. F- I- I'm happy to see that we have a new Battletoads game because I feel like the Battletoads are a franchise that can be revitalized and, and you know, put it on XBL Xbox Live Arcade and let people download it. Be a downloadable beat 'em up, co-op beat 'em up, and just that's. That's something that can complement uh, your big AAA games that release on disc or, you know, that do the big midnight launches for the games like your Halo, your Gears of War, your Forza. I think Battletoads is a smaller game, uh, an IP, a beloved IP that you can bring out and be a nice complement to those bigger games. So I- I've got nothing but love for Battletoads, even if it is hard as shit. Guild, what are your thoughts on Battletoads? Oh, it's absolutely one of the hardest games I ever played. Rendered it a lot. Always got uh, that scooter part, always kicked my butt. I don't know if we ever got by it or we got by it once. It's 
Yeah. Okay. Fun game to play. Incredibly hard. Back when there was no, back when there was only one difficulty. Hard. <laughs> All right. Jeff Hanna says, now that Sea of Thieves is coming to Steam, can you say if Microsoft is better than Sony or is Sony still second to Microsoft? Well, everybody has their opinion and yours happens to be wrong. No. <laughs> I wish Sea of Thieves would come to Sony. All right. Uh, yeah. Yo, that's a lot nicer than what I was going to say. So, okay. Leave that. Uh, okay. Next one is coming back from Robert Workman. The Last of Us Part Two delay thoughts. Um, I think we've already established we've, that. Yeah, we've addressed that. Uh, all right. Let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up for real this time. All right. Uh, let's just hope my microphone stays in place. Uh, ProofingGame.com is looking for some writers, podcasts, and video editors, news reports, and journalists help for the site. Yes, the site is up. Yield. Yay! Uh, be sure to check out all the articles, videos, and uh, if you're looking for the videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proven Gamer. Uh, you can also catch me streaming at Twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. I'm doing random streams. Like, I, I did a rock band stream the other day, Yield. I wish you were on. I was singing. What What time was it? What day was it? Uh, it was yesterday. Okay, when? What time yesterday? I want to say five o'clock. Are you sure I wasn't on at five o'clock yesterday? I sent you a message. A PlayStation message? Yes, sir. I never got it. Cause I answer, I answer all my messages. I'm not, I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just saying, I, if it did, I never saw it. Because I'd have jumped on. Because I'm just sitting at home playing some. I'll tell you what, this Corona lockdown has helped me get my backlog cleaned out. I'm just putting that out there. Uh okay. If you're trying to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is the phone number. Yield. What's the phone number, sir? Three three zero proven nine three three zero seven seven six eight three six nine. My mind didn't lock up this week. Good. Good. Alex, what is what is our email? Trophyhors at provengamer.com. And if you want to get hold of us Trophyhors at provengamer.com. And if you want to get hold of us on Twitter, you can contact the site at provengamer, contact the show at Trophyhors, contact me at Tricky Mick, contact Alex at Saundasaurus Rex, and contact Yield at I Yield to No One. Uh, we haven't done it in a while, gentlemen. Uh, let's give our PSN names. I am Tricky Mick, T R I C K Y M I C. Alex. M-O-U-S-E. Man, I was going to do that. You beat me to it. We, we've we gone 50 episodes without that happening. You're welcome, by the way. You, uh, Alex, what is your uh, PSN? You just got to put a little bit more feeling into it. You like T-R-I-C-K-Y-M-O-U-S-E. There you go. Uh, I'm at Ray's Havoc. You want to spell that for the fine folks of the podcast? It's spelled Raise Havoc, except it's got a K on the end instead of a C. So it's not like Halloween Havoc for all you wrestling fans out there. It's like uh, Davey Havoc, the lead singer of um, AFI, or, you know, the, the leader of X, X Factor Havoc, Scott Summers' brother, Alex Summers. Does that does that work for you? Not really, but we're going to go with it. Yield, what is your PSN ID? Uh, see, I keep everything simple until I yield to no one. Can you spell that out for our fine listeners? No, because I never passed spelling in school. Oh my I- god. I- 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 
I-E-L-D, the number two, and O, the number one. Thank you. You're welcome. I had to be difficult. I, I know, and I don't know why you guys do this to me every week. Because it gets under your skin. <laughs> 427 episodes, and it still annoys the holy heck out of you. <sighs> if you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Be sure to listen to our other podcasts, PG Spoilers and Game Stuff. All the podcasts. Oh, no. Oh, wait, oh, I got to take that back. All, the podcast can be found on Apple po- Apple Podcasts, following iTunes, Stitcher, your various podcast applications, Google Play, Pandora, TuneIn, and you can listen to Trophy Horrors and Game Stuff on iHeartRadio and Spotify. You want to know why? You want to know why, Alex and Yield? Why? Because Tricky finally fixed the RSS feeds. Good job, Tricky. Pain in the motherfucking ass to fix those feeds. Uh, PlayStation 4 communities. Uh, there's one for the site, Proven Gamer. There's one for the... I said the site, right? Not the show. There's one for the site, Proven Gamer. There's one for the show called Trophy Whores. Whores is spelled with two Vs instead of a W because Shuhei will not let us say whores on the network. And Yield's group, which you should just stop bother posting in because he'll never give you a shout-out again, the Platinum Guild. You want to answer for your crimes this week? Yield? I mean, if I post in there, I can I can say my own I can announce my own platinums on the show. I I, I as much shit as I got for the RSS feeds, I, I'm surprised nobody's giving you shit about the platinum. Well, if the channel. RSS feeds are broken, people can't get the show. I didn't give you any crap for the RSS feeds. It, it happens. It's the internet. No. Oh no, you did give me shit, and we haven't recorded. I did. Yes. Oh, when well, they first I broke. Give- I give you so much shit, I don't remember what I gave you for, what I didn't give you it for. I thought this time I, I'd give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh-huh. Now, I might have commented something on Facebook with a gift because that's funny, but I thought I've left it off the show. No, you, you've blasted me on the show. Uh, let's close out the show with our sponsors now. Uh, Alex, tell us about Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a charity initiative that every month they bundle together digital media, uh, whether it be books or video games, anything like that, and they will put them in tiered bundles. So the bundles are set at certain prices. It's certain, if you meet certain requirements, you get to name your own price for the bundle, but if you meet certain requirements as far as money donated goes, then you get more of the content in that bundle. So if you pay like 4 bucks or the minimum, uh, you may get half of the bundle, whereas if you go up to like 20 or 15 or whatever it is, you'll get the entire bundle. So you can get anywhere from like 4 to 9 or 10 games. Uh, the bundles are always a really great value, so if, even if you have to pay the, the most amount of money, it is going to charity, and you're getting more games, so uh, the value is always very, very good. Uh, you can go to HumbleBundle.com to sign up to it for their electronic newsletter to keep up with all the news coming out of the Humble Bundle. All right. Uh, I said I wouldn't do this anymore, but I, I think this is worth mentioning. There is a bundle right now on Humble Bundle called the Conquer COVID-19 Bundle. So far, to date, it has raised $5.3 million. Now, with this bundle, there's only one tier for this bundle. You pay $30 or more, and you get the following games. And unless I say differently, every game here is available on Steam. Into the Breach, which is not available on Steam, but it is available on Mac. 
Undertale, Hollow Knight, The Witness, Tabs, Wizard Legend, Super Hot, Tilt Brush by Google, Lego Batman 3, Darksiders 2, Fahrenheit, Indigo Prophecy Remastered, Killing Floor 2, Darksiders War Mastered Edition, Sniper Elite 3, This is the Police, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, Stick Fight, The Game, Jackbox Party Pack 2, Party Hard, Worms Revolution, European Universalosis 4, Broken Age, G-Nog, Tropical 4, Brutal Legend, Psychonauts, Double Find Adventure, World of Goo, Piniku, that's P-I-K-U-N-I-K-U, Pac-Man Championship Edition 2, Super Hexagon, V-V-V-V-V, Hacknet, Magicka, A Good Snowman is Hard to Find, A Mortician's Tale, Rebuild 3, Gangs of Deadsville, Agents of Mayhem, Ducati, 90th, 90th Anniversary, Alien Spidey, Hive Swap Act 1, Super Brawl, Stealth Inc. 2, Game of Clones, Lost Winds, Zombotron, and that's just the games, and there's books. Uh, You get a lot of shit. Uh, They said this package is valued at uh, $1,071, and you get all that for $30. That's good. Let's see, there's 1, 2, 3, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 26 books also attached with that. So, that's insane. So, go go get this bundle. Uh, okay, where are we at here now? Uh, Patreon, patreon.com backslash Proven Gamer. Uh, we are going to be tearing out, uh, changing the tears a little bit. Also, no... Episode 1 of Tricky Thoughts is now live on the site. So, for $10, you can, as a Patreon, no matter what tier you support us at, if it's $10 or more, you get episodes of Tricky Thoughts. The second one is to be released on the 15th of this month. I'm going to try to do the first or 15th every month, two shows a month. Uh, with that, what am I missing? Amazon. Uh, Yo, tell us about Amazon. So, if you go to ProvingGamer.com, on the side of the page, there is an ad for Amazon. You can click it. It takes you to Amazon. doesn't cost you anything. You can do your shopping as you normally do. And a small proceeds of that order that you do gets kicked back to Proving Gamer. Uh, and that's it. Let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Let's go, let's, I'm going to let you go first. I normally let Alex go first. Shout out to Double Fine. Psychonauts is an amazing game. You should play it. Uh, Meat Circus still sucks. I love Punching Trophy. Wants to make you snap your controller in half. Other than that, fabulous game. Can't wait to play the second one. Uh, Shout out to Tricky and Alex for recording tonight. Shout out to you, all the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. And... You know, shout out to Modus and Extinction. A lot of people are crapping all over the game. Any, any any guide that I've read or any little hint that I've read on how to do a tough trophy that I haven't attempted yet, but I'm kind of pre-reading about it, they have done absolutely nothing but trash this game. And I get the points that they're saying. Yes, it's repetitive. You know, you, you're basically you're doing the same thing over and over again. When I picked this game up for 23 bucks, and, that, and that's what I picked it up for, I'm glad I waited because it, it, it was like we talked about earlier. It's not really a six wasn't really a sixty dollar game when it launched. But I didn't pick it up expecting a Last of Us or uh, a, um, 
all give me another really great game that's not Naughty Dog. You know, a Ratchet and Clank, something with an awesome story that you really love. I picked the game up because it looked kind of cool. I get to dismember giant ogres, and, you know, I, I get to have some fun. And that's what I'm having. So I, it disappoints me that people are so trashing on this game because it's not like it's broke. It's just repetitive. And I didn't go in expecting a diamond in the rough. So anyway, I, I just wanted to put that out there. I'm done with my shout-outs. Peace out. Alex, your shout-outs. Give a shout-out to the listeners. The fuel to the fire of this trophy horse. Thank you all for continuing to support the show and pushing it to even greater heights. We cannot convey how much that we appreciate your patronage or just you listening and spreading the word of Trophy Horse. So thank you all very much for being our listeners. Uh, give a shout-out again to Jeff Hanna for a fantastic uh, time with him last week. Got all kinds of great feedback. My stepbrother texted me and was talking about how he wanted to buy a Sea of Thieves now and play it uh, and how much he really enjoyed talk, the, the talk with Jeff last week. He said it was a great episode. So uh, getting a lot of feed, positive feedback from that episode. So thank you again to Jeff for coming on. Uh, shout-outs to Tricky and to Yield for recording tonight. And, of course, shout-out to my lovely girlfriend, Ashley. I love you, honey. And uh, that'll be it for me. All right. I don't want to end this show on a sad note, but I did forget to do something in the beginning. Uh, so I'm going to change my shout outs this week. Uh, you know, everybody knows I love all the listeners and all that stuff. And I know we do my shout outs, but I want to give one special shout out. And my shout out is going to a man by the name of Eric Payne. Uh, he was a civilian clerk at my job when I first started. The man really looked out for me, took care of me and, you know, set me straight on a lot of things. Uh, he unfortunately lost his wife a couple days ago to the coronavirus. Uh, she it was very quick and it happened uh, suddenly. So I I just want to say shout out to pain. I mean, you're in my heart. Uh, you're in my thoughts. And just, you know, as I normally sign off the show and say, you know, happy trophy hunting. Uh, I'm just going to say happy trophy hunting and stay the fuck at home. This virus is serious. Until next week, guys. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.